Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I'm here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. Today, I have a dear internet friend with me who is an amazing mama of four. She is the owner of Welcoming Waves Birth Services. She is a placenta specialist, which is what we'll be chatting about today with her. And she is also a birth and postpartum doula. She is an amazing person. She has a heart of gold. I love her so much. Kristen Watts is here with us today. Kristen, welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So let's get into it. I wanted to chat with you about some different things that we can do with our placentas if we want to keep them and reuse them for something else, right? Right. Okay. So things that you can do to your placenta or with your placenta with, you know, besides discarding them at the hospital, which is the most common thing um, you can encapsulate, which is what I do. A couple of other things that I do that are really, really neat. Um, I make tinctures with it. So that's really cool. And I can go a bit into the tinctures in a little bit because that is one of my most popular add-ons. My clients love the tinctures. Um, We do C-section scar strips, or even if you've had a VBAC, um, they're like little scar strips that you can, that we make from the placenta that you can put on your scar that heals it. Um, from the stem cells. Um, and it's proven, it's true. They use it for burn victims as well. So if you have any scarring, um, that's a really, really good option for you. Um, another thing that I do is um, the placenta cubes for smoothies. So any, like, you know, if, if you want to do like raw placenta in your smoothie and like it hides the taste, you cannot taste anything. Um, I make little cubes for them, put them in a baggie and they take them out and they put them in the smoothie in the morning. Um, and I always recommend morning, morning placenta. Do not take your placenta at night. You always take it in the morning. Um, and I'll go into that as well. Um, we do placenta broth, which sounds real weird, but, um, it's not, there's a lot of nutrients inside of it and it's really, really good for postpartum. Um, you can drink it just whole if you would like. You can add it to uh, your coffee. You can add little bits at a time to things. It's really neat. Um, And then another thing that I do are the keepsakes. Um, We do the tree of life print, um, umbilical cord keepsakes, um, which is like the heart or whatever you want me to make it into. The heart is always the one that everybody goes for. Um, the uh, I'm making a new one where it's moon phase art made with your amniotic sac um, in the shape of the moon phase in which your baby was born. And it's personalized with the location of birth. It's personalized with the baby's um, date of birth, uh, the time, all of that good stuff and their name. Um, so it's, it's, re- it's, it's probably one of my favorite keepsakes. Um, and then you can also do, um, you know, just the regular, we're going to have to edit this part out. Uh, we don't have another one. Um, but um, 
We also do um, placenta burial soil. So if you want to bury your placenta, um, it has to be six feet under the ground. Um, so little critters can't come and yes. get it, um, which is the reality of things. Um, so it's got to be like a couple feet down deep. So I've created, with the help of other placenta encapsulation specialists, where we talk about like what what is a good option for that, for families that want to bury their placenta. Um, we've come up with placenta burial soil. So essentially what happens is we take your placenta and turn it into soil. And we take that soil, put it in a jar and put like little flowers and rose petals in it and, you know, dry all that stuff. And then you can take that and say you live in an apartment complex and you want to keep your placenta, like you want to bury your placenta, but you don't want to bury it under your apartment complex tree. You know what I mean? You would take that soil and you would put it into a plant that you have at the house or start a, a tree as like, you know, seedlings and, and whatnot. So that is probably one of the coolest things that I do with the placentas um, as well. Another option that you can have is you can donate your placenta, which is really cool. So you can donate it to like whatever cause that you feel is necessary. They have them for, like I mentioned earlier, burn victims, um, cancer research, um, a lot of other things. Another really cool one, I worked with the local police department for cadaver dogs, um, where people, if they wanted to discard their placenta, they had the option of, you know, I would come to the hospital, get their placenta, and then I would give it to the, I would be like the middleman between the, the police officers and the parents that want to donate these placentas to cadaver dogs um, who would search for, you know, um, unalive moms and babies so that's how they would train them to look for that um which is really really neat so I worked you know closely with that as well so many options I didn't even yeah. know half of those that's amazing okay. I saw the um new moon phase print that you did um it's so beautiful I love it so much you guys <laughs> should follow, follow Kristen and go look at it um so pretty okay so we talked about the most common thing obviously is discarding in the hospital and maybe even birth centers too. How can we go about making sure they don't discard it if we want to keep it? Okay. So you're going to want to put that in your birth plan and you're going to want to talk to your birth team and the nurses and your OBGYN about it beforehand. You want to make sure that you are completely transparent with them and tell them, Hey, this is what I need it for. You will not take that placenta out of my room. You want to make sure that they don't take it to um, you know, a, a different room. They want, you don't want it to leave your site. If they take it to a different room, if they take it somewhere else, I don't feel comfortable encapsulating. And many other encapsulation specialists do not feel comfortable encapsulating. It could be treated with alcohol, formalin, all these different formaldehyde, all these different types of chemicals that will make you really, really sick. Um, so you really, really want to do your due diligence in communicating that and being upfront with your birth team. It, they may give you some, you know, pushback yeah. on, um, but just stand your ground, stand your ground. It's your organ. It's your, it's your property. They cannot legally do anything with that. I love that. Do they need to bring anything with them to keep it in the room with them or what does that look like? 
So for my, I can speak for myself and my clients. Um, other encapsulators may do different things. But for me and my clients, I have them bring two gallon-sized Ziploc bags and a cooler to the hospital with them. Okay. Um, the placenta goes in one of those bags. Then they would put that bag with the placenta in it in a second bag because I double bag it. Double then. Bag. <laughs> Double bag it always. Then I tell them to take that cooler, have a nurse, um, a doula, whoever is with them in the room, uh, a you know significant other, to fill that with ice, and then put your placenta on the ice in the double bags. Shut that cooler. Do not open it. Let it stay cool. Um, I come usually and I pick it up within the first few hours after birth, depending on um, where they deliver. If they deliver distance, like far away from me, um, that's a different story. We come up with, you know, ways that we can essentially get around it. Some hospital policies, um, which love that, um, some hospital policies (laughs) make you, um, come get the placenta in the first hour after birth. And some of my clients is a two, they're two hour drive for me sometimes. Um, so sometimes that doesn't work. They'll either take that placenta, a birth, you know, a birth worker will come and get it and take it to their home and I'll meet them at their home and grab the placenta. A friend will come to the birth and grab that placenta from them. A mother-in-law will take it home. Um, someone in the vicinity will take it home and I will meet them at their home and grab that placenta in that case, if they're far. Yeah. Um, I've also had uh, placenta encapsulators um, that I'm friends with. They have their clients literally, if it's in like a car, like their car is underneath like a a, parking garage. Yep. The parking garage. If a car is underneath the parking garage and it stays cool um, and it's, you know, they, they trust it. um, They can, that cooler and put it in their car until I get there and I can meet them at the car. A lot of encapsulators do that. Um, I typically like to have somebody that's like last option for me. Mm-hmm. I typically like to have somebody there to pick up the cooler. I have had one client. It was a two and a half hour drive and she had a big cooler full of ice, like a oh, Yeti, yeah. big yeah. cooler full of ice in her car. They had to get it out within the first 30 minutes after birth wild so um they took the cooler full of ice that had the placenta in it and put that cooler inside the other cooler full of ice and once I got there it was like the coldest placenta I've ever (laughs) come in contact with um however if there is an issue and like you know a way that we can get past that issue um I'm all ears. Like you call me, I'm there for you. If there's an issue, I'm there and I will help you get through it. If it's a weird pickup time, no problem. We'll figure it out. Like we figure things out as we go a lot of the time and it always works out. (laughs) I love that so much. That's great. I did have a question. Do you do like people ship you their placentas? So I just started that. Yes. I just started that as a service where you can ship me your placenta and then I ship you back um, the encapsulated pills. Um, right now that looks like me shipping you the materials and you taking your placenta home on your own and freezing it for 24 hours. 
putting it inside of the containers that I send you, puts packaging it all up and sending it to me like rush, rush delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Overnight rush delivery, get it to me. Um, from that point I get it. I do a gentle, slow defrost. Okay. So it takes, sometimes it takes an entire day to gently defrost in the fridge. Um, sometimes two days. Um, but that's fine because we want to make sure it's as fresh as possible. Um, so then we do that gentle defrost and then I start encapsulating immediately within seven days of me receiving your placenta. I will ship out your pills. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's quick. Um, it's, you know, in that time period, you know, I do the gentle defrost and I go through the entire encapsulation process and then package everything and send it back out to you. Um, so that obviously there's an upcharge for it. It's $40 is what I charge for mine. Um, and that includes all of the shipping and all of the materials and all of that stuff. That's not bad. That's awesome. I love that. I was curious on how that, how that looks, you know? Yeah. For the, for the next placenta. I'm like, I have two (laughs) sitting in my freezer. (laughs) I'm like, I'm frozen since birth. Listen, we can, we can figure something out. <laughs> love it. Yes. It has been. I like package it all up and then put it right in the freezer for me. Um, <laughs> I love that. Okay. What are some things that you would say are benefits of doing the encapsulation? Oh gosh. There are so <laughs> many benefits. Um, actually I have them written down because sometimes there's so many of them that it's like off the top of my head. I'm like, wow, this is, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we're going to talk about like the, like there's minerals, there's elements, um, there's vitamins, there's iron and selenium, oxytocin, prostaglandin, prolactin. Um, there's a hormone called human placental lactagon. Um, there's also progesterone, B6, serotonin, other hormones, as well as stem cells. So now that you know all of that is wow. in there, right? Now that yeah. you know all of that is in there, these are the benefits for your health, okay? Alleviated postpartum bleeding, um, enhanced uterine involution, which means that your uterus turns back to size um, a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have improved and accelerated healing and recovery, um, reduced postpartum pain, prevention of anemia and treatment of anemia. And I'm like living proof of that. Um, improved lactation. Um, and I, I, that's a side note that I want to put. Improved lactation. And studies are showing that if you take it after day five. So I don't deliver your placenta back to you encapsulated at, until after five days postpartum or when your milk is in. Mm-hmm. Um Take it once your milk is in. Let that let your body use the natural hormones um, to you know get that process going, and then we add in the extras. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Not the same thing if you do like one placenta smoothie after you deliver, like one raw smoothie Mm -hmm. after you deliver. You know the whole nine yards. That really helps with like clamping down your uterus and all of that stuff. they kind of kickstarts out like the healing of everything. Um, but when you take your encapsulated pills daily, you want to make sure that your milk is in by that point. Um, so typically that's around what three day, three to five. Yeah. I, yeah, I usually go at five just mm-hmm. to be 
And then um, if their milk still isn't in at that point, usually it's, you know, the C-section moms and the, any type of like in really, really serious um, medications that were used, mm. um, any type of like birth trauma or um, NICU, any type of situation that really goes into that where there would be like a delay in the milk production. Um I typically counsel them into like when to start taking it and also the lactation part of it. Because if anybody orders encapsulations from me, I also provide postpartum and lactation for them as well. Um, and we'll go into that in a little bit, but I wanted to add that in there when yeah, I say lactation. I love that. Um, and then increased strength and vitality is another benefit. Um, accelerated weight loss um, may pop a thing. Yeah. Prevention and treatment of headaches is another thing that they've found um, that this helps and all of the, you know, the good stuff in the placenta helps. Um, so if you're a frequent flyer with headaches, get your placenta encapsulated. It really, it will help. Um, the treatment and prevention of hypothyroidism is another one, which is really cool. Punishment wow. um, and regulation of hormones. Um, increased libido. And when you take your capsules, you'll get like a rush of energy when you take them. Um, so I always say take them in the morning. That's why yeah. I tell them to take them in the morning. However, you don't crash. It's not like you take coffee and then you get to that one, that point, you get jittery and then crash. It's not like that. It's, it's a steady, like you're good. And then at night, if you kind of decline. And it really gets into that rhythm where you really get like a good sleep from it, even during those newborn, like wakeful hours and all of that stuff, you feel more well rested because during the day you're able to have that steady energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I need that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We all do. <laughs> we yeah. all do. Oh, those are some awesome benefits. I didn't even know half of those. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing those. Um, let's see. Questions we should be asking when we're hiring somebody like you, a placenta specialist. What questions wow. should we be asking? So I sat down and I thought about this because you asked, you told me these questions before. Yes. And um, I sat down and I really, I really thought about this because I was like, there's so many people that are out there encapsulating um, of various backgrounds of various, mm -hmm. you know, ways that they're doing it. So being mindful of that, um, I came up with like a list of like good questions to ask. Um, the first one would be to ask what type of capsules that they're using. Sometimes these bigger brands that are like the encapsulators of the stars, mm -hmm. they're using colored capsules. What is in those colored capsules? If you look at my placenta highlight on my Instagram, you'll see that I kind of go through all of that and there's, a, the, the ingredients are listed and that's just for the capsules um, that these brands are using. Um, and that's a big red flag to me because a lot of them contain not so great ingredients and they contain fillers and dyes. Why are we making something for your health benefits mm -hmm. and then all that stuff inside of it? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. 
we're literally able to create something for you that is so good for you and so healthy and just such a, a good thing for your postpartum. And then we're going to add stuff like that in for what? To make it cute? It's yeah. a pill. It's, I get branding. I get it. I, I understand all of that stuff. And I, and I love, I love the branding aspect of everything. Like mm -hmm. you could brand my everything I could, I would do it. Um, but not that far. No, like <laughs> I don't love it that much. Like I'm not going to like, you know, sacrifice the, the health and wellness of my actual end result of a product that I'm creating for these families, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I love that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So that's a really good one to look into. Sometimes the capsules are vegan. Sometimes they're gelatin. Um, you know, they could be a range of all different things. Make sure that you're not you know, you're not getting a, a, your placenta encapsulated with capsules that are going to do the opposite of what you want. The yeah. placenta, you want it to be like whole and healthy. I've actually just recently changed my own capsules um, and give you kind of more of a variety. So I'll do the gelatin um, ones. So we know that that's, you know, not vegan. Yeah. And then I'll do vegan ones. So you can have the option of either if they're vegan you know, they go for the vegan ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was using purple carrot because it was really, really easy for me to uh, see in my, oh my gosh, my cat just jumped up. <laughs> That's <a> super. <laughs> so I was using purple carrot capsules and it was only colored with the purple carrot. I was very intentional about that. And, um, because it was easier for me to like see the capsules to put them in mm -hmm. my machine and all of that stuff. So I was like, oh, that should be fine. But then I really thought about it. And I was like, there are people out there with nightshade, you know, sensitivities and, and carrots are a nightshade. So I was like, huh. And I'm just willy nilly it out here, the, being intentional and like learning as I go. Yes. That's been a thing for me. Um, and as it is with everybody, with every, you know, field, but that specifically, I was like, huh. I, I got to change that. So I'm using up the last bit of the purple carrot now with people that don't have an issue with that. But, and that's probably always going to be in my stock as well um, for people that don't have an issue with that. But I have, you know, capsules that you can essentially choose from. At this point, we've got a back stock of things. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of them. Um, you're going to also want to um, ask if they have anything in addition to just capsules, if they make tinctures, um, if they make the strips for your scars, um, if they do any type of the keepsakes and what that looks like, um, you know, in terms of like how they deliver that to you, how they get it to you, how they do they counsel you in how to use them essentially. Um, those are also good questions to ask. Um, the first thing you're also, we'll back up. Even the first thing that you're going to want to ask is, can they, can you set up a consultation with them? Um, cause that raises a red flag for me when they don't do a consultation before they're, they, they're working with mm -hmm. someone that they're, you know, giving them advice on this kind of stuff. And it's essentially like not medical advice, but like how to take the capsules. Sometimes, you know, people are, it's, it's medicine is not one size fits all. Okay. We know that. So sometimes when they're taking their capsules, um, they get, you know, a, a 
burst of energy, almost like they drank caffeine. And it's like, okay, now you're taking too many capsules. Let's tone it back. You know what I mean? Or like the different types of methods that you use to encapsulate your placenta or that encapsulators use to encapsulate your placenta. There's different methods and they're for different things. Um, So if they're not counseling you properly and finding like what exactly you're taking your capsules for, um, then essentially I feel like they're not really doing their whole job. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, and again, it's not medical advice because none of us, well, very few of us, I'm sure are actual like medical doctors, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, however, when we do this, we know that like, if you're going to encapsulate raw for somebody that has anxiety, that's going to be a lot on them. So either they need to taper it down and take one per day, even starting out or do a different method, like a steamed method or a TCM method, which is the traditional Chinese method. Um, so it really just depends on like the whole person and their whole body wellness and what their their history is and their path uh, and into their postpartum and all of that stuff, you know? Value and individualized it, care. I love that. I love yes. that. Yes. All kind of, you know. Yes. Much yeah. Um, another thing. Um, if I, you know, you ask the question, if I want to make a print, if I want you to make me a print, what do you use to make the print? Okay. Food dye is a popular one. I refuse to use it. I usually, I not usually, I only take the blood from the, and that sounds really morbid. Um, (laughs) I only take the blood from the um, placenta and I use, I make the print that way. And then I color it with whatever paints that I want to use afterwards. Um, wow. I actually have one right here if you want to see it. I would love to see it. Are you kidding me? So this is what it looks like um, when I immediately stamp it. Yeah. Wow. Um, so when I originally stamp it, it's that's the direct, that's the blood of the placenta. Um, from that point, I'll go in and I will paint it or I will add things to it or I will you know what I mean I'll do that yes you know extra um because I don't want it to come in contact with any type even even natural dyes why are we adding anything Mm -hmm. like if you're sensitive to a certain herb or a certain you know food or whatever why are we adding that even into the capsules themselves you know what I mean even if you're not sensitive how does it react with the other things? Like we, I think of, uh, maybe I overthink, I don't know, but like, I don't want it coming in contact with anything. I want it to just be placenta, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing to ask, oh, and touching back on that, there are encapsulators that do use paint, like actual paint on the placentas. Ask. Like ask the question, like uh, yeah. use. Um, there, there's one in particular that I I do know of. Um, she's not close with me or anything, and I I don't know her personally, but she has shared openly um, that she only she does paint on them and she has beautiful artwork with them. However, and she uses actual paint. However, when it t- comes time to encapsulation, all she takes is the maternal side and dehydrates the maternal side, and then she discards the rest of the placenta. Well, that's losing nutrients in my opinion. Um, And that's really cutting 
so much out of your pills. Um, so ask that question, you know, make that judgment of what is good for you and what is good for you in your journey. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, what method of encapsulation do you use? That's another one. Um, so there's multiple methods. There's the TCM method, which is the traditional Chinese method. That's when they, um, you take the raw placenta and you put it into um, a, like a steamer. You steam the placenta with ginger, cayenne, and lemon inside of, you know, a little steam pot. And you take that placenta that's steamed, then you slice it, and then you dehydrate it from there. Okay. So that extra bit. That is a good option. Um, it's honestly a really popular option for a lot of encapsulators. Um, for me, though, I get a lot of people that really want a raw encapsulation. And some encapsulators won't do it because of, you know, risks of bacteria growth and all of that stuff. But I know a, a lot of the times where this placenta comes from, obviously, because it comes yeah. right from the mom. I see it get put from the mom directly into the bags. A lot of them are like my doula friends that they're, it's their clients that I'm encapsulating. So I know that the process was like clean and everything was good. There's very sterile, goes right into the bag, closes up, gets put on ice. I take it immediately. Like it never comes in contact with anything else other than like my equipment, which is super clean. And that's it. You know what I mean? Um, so they, a lot of people want the raw encapsulation. The benefits of that would be, um, like more potent. It's more potent. You're not cooking any of the stuff out of it. You're not steaming any of that stuff out of it. Um, it's also just placenta, solid placenta. It's not anything added to it. Um, it's just the placenta. Now, the other option that sometimes people want is just steamed. So I'll steam their placenta and then dehydrate it, but I don't add in, the ginger, the cayenne, and the lemon, as in the TCM method. Yeah. So it's multiple things um, that I work with. And again, I'm very transparent, tell you all of the different things when we do like our consultation. Um, and I let you know, like, here are the risks, the benefits, and let's make the best choice for you. Yes, I love that. It's best. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I kind of, we go into the histories. Again, do you, are you, do you have a history of postpartum anxiety? If you have a history of postpartum anxiety, I'm most likely going to steam your placenta. You know what I mean? Because I want to honestly give you the good stuff, but I want to make sure that it's at a level that you're going to be able to tolerate, you know? Um, or like I said previously, like I would tell them if it's a raw encapsulation, I would tell them take one, take one, one a day and see how you do. Take one <laughs> in the morning. You know what I mean? So yeah. we kind of, you know, we tailor it to you and your experience. That's beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. Those are some great questions to ask. Did you have any more or was that? Um, I do have a couple more. I have two more. Yeah. The one, where do you encapsulate? Sometimes they encapsulate in like uh, a private area that they've made in their house just for placentas. Sometimes it's in their own kitchen and sometimes they like actually like rent out like a commercial kitchen and do it in there. It really just depends. And honestly, for myself, I don't think that it really matters as long as they're following the guidelines, um, following like preparation guidelines, bloodborne illness guidelines, all of that stuff. It really doesn't matter where they encapsulate. 
but sometimes you want to know. You want to know if it's in somebody's kitchen in their house, um, and you want to know if it's going to be in a you know a commercial area. Um, so that that depends, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, sometimes they even do it at your house. So like if you are delivering your baby and sometimes they'll take their supplies over to your house and they'll encapsulate the placenta right in your kitchen. Um, so it really just depends. Um, all different, all different things, all different things. Another thing that you want to ask is, um, you know, what's your cleaning process process and what products do you use to clean your placenta or placenta? What products do you use to clean your equipment for your placenta encapsulation? Um, because there's a guideline. You want to make sure that they're using bleach. You want to work cabicide. You want to make sure that they're doing the right things um, and really bleaching down their whole area, um, really getting in. If they're using their sink, you want to make sure that they are cleaning inside of like even the pipes of the sink. Like you want to make sure that everything is sterile. Um, we don't, I don't want to willy nilly it. Nobody should willy nilly placenta encapsulation, um, because it is human blood. Like yeah. it lets you here. Like you can come, come in contact with bloodborne illnesses. So you have to be careful. Um, when you're doing it, it is a risk. Um, however, you want to make sure that, you know, everything is up to par with, you know, guidelines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. I wouldn't even think to ask half of those. And like when you're wanting to hire somebody, I think it's important to do your due diligence and say, Hey, what does this process look like? How are you going to make it, you know, perfect for what I'm wanting and needing for my experience? So I love that you do that. And I'm not surprised that you do that either. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you would just love to share about the work you do? Oh gosh. I, I'm not sure. I love everything about what I do. Um, I think it's pretty apparent. Yes. Um, even <laughs> um, you get me into a room in person and you ask me about placenta encapsulation and I'm like, I'm your girl. Let's do this. I will tell you everything you want to know. I am there and I'm like showing pictures and I'm like, this is the maternal side. This is the fetal side. You got two, two bags of, I'm like, this is, a, this is this cord insertion. This is that cord insertion. I'm like all up in, you know, the placenta encapsulation world. And I just, I love it. I love it. I'm, it's so much more than just slinging placentas to me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's such a deep connection with the actual organ that housed and kept your baby safe through their entire pregnancy which is and it's it's incredible and even like other encapsulators will tell you you're in the process of like encapsulating and like it can make your hormones do weird things for encapsulators like wow. it yeah like we even get like in contact with this and it's like you get like it's weird um but it's definitely like thing um and we all talk about it and we're always like one of my friends even said like I tried to encapsulate placentas it just wasn't for me because it would mess up my period every month my period was messed up oh, and it's like it. that's crazy weird so strange but we talk about it all the time um how we kind of come in contact with you know this organ that really is so potent and so incredible mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just and it, again for me and my business I do more than just encapsulate 
and move on. Although I will say encapsulation, placenta encapsulation at this point in my career is my number one thing that I do. Yeah. I have four little kids. Um, so going to births is rare for me right now. Um, I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've got, you know, we both, we get it. We get it. Yes, absolutely. Do the actual birth itself and being away from them for sometimes 38, 42, 47 hours. I can't do it. I'm also still nursing seven and a half years, seven and a half years of nursing. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still nursing. applause for that. <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's not even really that feasible. I'll take like one birth here and there right now in yeah. this, in this time period of my life at, a, at another time period, I was taking more right now. I really had to limit myself and be really good about it. Although I don't want to, <laughs> but this, this is, this is so much more than just the placentas to me. This is also, I'm staying relevant in my career while doing them. Mm-hmm. On- of I I just I want to help change things and outcomes of how people feel supported and how they um, connect with their babies and how they connect in their family unit and how they do things and I feel like that's so much deeper than just here here's a placenta pill take this so for myself in my business I also offer the um, postpartum support and lactation support through virtual or in person with every encapsulation. So whether you hire me for the encapsulation and say like you're having an issue with, you know, some baby care things or um, postpartum, you know, health things. And like, you just need some advice on something is going on postpartum or like your mental health or something, you're struggling with something or like baby's not latching properly and all of that good stuff with my background as a doula and as a lactation educator and as all of the things uh, that I've done, a childbirth educator, I'm able to meet them where they're at in that. And I feel like that is something that is so needed and so important because yes, as placenta, we know we went over all of the different, the different benefits of placenta encapsulation and how amazing that is for you and your, your postpartum wellness. However, that's not enough. You know what I mean? You yeah, still need, absolutely. you still need that hands-on, you know, someone really holding you through your postpartum. And I feel like it's not, it's not touched on enough, you know? Um, so that's why, that's why I do what I do. When they hire me immediately, we talk through the placenta, we talk through, you know, all of that stuff, their fears. And usually that leads a little bit into the birth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that point, what we do is baby comes and I check in a couple times. If I'm delivering the placenta to your house, sometimes I do like hands-on work. I do, um, you know, getting your laundry prepped and ready. Um, I'll go through and like, if you need dinner prepped, I'll prep dinner. We'll talk about the baby care. We'll set up a nice breastfeeding corner with, for you. We'll fit your flanges. We'll do all of that stuff. We'll, we'll, you know, go through the different motions of like how to nurse your baby, you know what I mean? And the different trials and tribulations that come with that. Um, so we'll go over all of that good stuff. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's really cool. And then virtually, essentially it's me checking in via text. It's me checking in, um, 
you know, like this, like <laughs> through FaceTime, yeah. Zoom, um, and really, really helping out a lot of videos of like, you know, I can't latch baby. This, this seems off. And then, you know, I'm able to like, give them a little bit of advice on that. And then if they need to see like a lactation and IBCLC in person, or they need to see like, in, like anybody that has to do with anything further, um, chiropractor, maybe a PT, um, you know, all of that stuff, I can kind of point them in that direction where they wouldn't have previously known exactly, mm-hmm. you know, what, what to do in that situation. So that's a little bit of like, what comes with my encapsulation that that just comes comes with it yeah. um you're not just delivering a product you're playing a part in their village and i love that exactly so that's something that means a lot to me because i've been in situations again having i've had five babies four of them are living mm-hmm. and i have gone through the motions of being a mom a new mom with what i felt like was not not a lot whole lot of support and then uh, being a mom of you know a couple a couple babies later being like wow this is what it feels like to have support this is what it feels like to be held through my postpartum this is what it feels like to have people coming to me and looking after me and making sure that I'm fed and I'm okay you know what I mean and my kids are okay my husband's okay everybody's okay right now um so it's, it's pivotal. It truly is pivotal and transformational when you get that type of support. And I'm sure, you know, you know, yeah. So it's, I want to be that. I want to help as many as I can, because I don't just want to, again, sling placentas. Here's your pills. Bye. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, that's not what I want to do. I want to actually make a difference. Yeah. And like, we're doing life-changing work out here. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Okay. Do you, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Oh gosh. No, I think well, we're good. Yeah. yeah. That was great. That was amazing. I love that so much. I am going to make this a habit of asking all of my guests, what's your number one birth prep tip? Oh gosh. My number one birth prep tip. I think hire a doula. Yeah. <laughs> hire a doula um, would be like my number one tip. Hire somebody that you know, is your, your strong standing post that is unwavering in your birth setting. Someone that is your ultimate, like, that's, I know you're a safe person and I'm safe because you are here. You know what I mean? That is a big, you know, that's something that I I, I would recommend. Yes. That's like number one. (laughs) You're right there. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Okay. Can you tell us where we can connect with you? I'll obviously be putting all the links in the show notes for you guys, but where can we connect? Perfect. Um, so I have a link tree. Um, okay. it's link tree slash well link T R, right? Link I don't even yeah. know. I have mine on my website. Period <laughs> E slash um welcoming waves. Okay. You can also find me on Instagram at Welcoming Waves Birth Services, um, on TikTok, um, on uh, at Kristen.Watts on TikTok, um, and on Facebook, Welcoming Waves Birth Services. So those are, you know, those are all my little socials. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. And they can find all of your services on your link tree. 
they can find that on my link tree. The best place to go is probably my Instagram. It has everything on it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that so much. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. This was such a pleasure. I learned so much today. I hope my listeners do too. I'm sure they will. And I hope to have you back one day and we'll chat about doula services. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me.